How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Today, we're talking about Brian Reynolds. The Yankees apparently are interested in a trade. You know, it's kind of been heating up over the past couple of days. We're hearing more rumors coming through. Craig and Carton, you know, kind of said a couple things. And now we're sitting here like, what would it take to get Brian Reynolds? Um, could they go with the blockbuster option to fill the left field position? You know, trading away prospects is sometimes a good move if you can get a caliber player like Reynolds who would give the Yankees that much more of a chance to make it to the World Series. Now, would I trade a couple of top-level... Uh, if we could guarantee that the Yankees made it to the World Series, would I be willing to tr uh, trade a couple of these prospects? Probably, but it depends who. Um, obviously, you don't want to compromise your long-term future plans uh, by doing something like this. Now, Reynolds obviously is with the Pirates until 2026. That's when he becomes a free agent. So if the, a team did trade for him, it'd have to be a significant haul. Years of control over him, plus he's a tremendous offensive player. A little bit better of a left fielder than a center fielder. I'd say a lot better of a left fielder than a center fielder. He's not a very good center fielder. So luckily we have Harrison Bader in that position. Uh, but Reynolds is intriguing. You know, this is definitely a player on the up. He's young. Um, he's ripe. He's playing really, really well offensively. He's a switch hitter, can do a lot of things for you um, on the offensive side and, and really, you know, maybe just hold over uh, defensively on left field at an average level, which is all we really need. But Ryan, you know, talking about Brian Reynolds, we're going to discuss obviously what a mock trade might look like, the, the interest that is bubbling to the surface from the Yankees. I'm extremely excited to see what they can do here. Yeah, so, you know, I view Brian Reynolds as someone that the Yankees can add. And as you mentioned, you know, this would be a blockbuster move, right? I, I don't view Brian Reynolds like a top, you know, 20 player or anything like that. Uh, but he is certainly someone that could do a lot of things for the Yankees and add a lot of things the Yankees don't currently have. You know, one of those things is that the Yankees have a ton as you, as you mentioned, they don't have a left fielder right now. They, they kind of could use that power and on-base skills that, that Reynolds provides. Reynolds, his power in terms of raw power is phenomenal. He ranks in the 91st percentile in max exit velocity. The defense in center field isn't great. It was really good last year. Had 11 outs above average, but this year seemed to kind of hit a downturn. His career outs above average out there uh, is, in the po is positive six. So, you know, it's interesting to see. Maybe it was an injury issue. I know he had some. Uh, he wasn't completely healthy all year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how a fully healthy Brian Reynolds responds to playing left field in Yankee Stadium, which I think he'll handle it pretty well. Uh, I know left field's pretty big, but it's still not a center field position or anything like that. So I think he'll handle himself well. Sprint speed wise in the 75th percentile, you know, he's got a great arm 80th percentile uh, in terms of arm strength. You know, he doesn't strike out a ton. He walks a good amount. He's someone who just strikes me as a very strong um, offensive player. Again, I don't view him as a guy who's going to come in and, you know, win an MVP or anything like that. But can he go out there and, you know, give you a 135, 130 to 135 WRC plus in Yankee Stadium? Absolutely. And that would be a huge swing for this team, right? You, you look at the top of the lineup, you know, let's say you lead off uh, a Reynolds or you lead off LeMahieu, whoever it may be, you know, that you still could have a middle of the lineup that includes, you know, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Reynolds in some capacity, in some order. Um, you add some speed to your lineup, which is something Yankees would always love to have. Uh, he's going to be your left field. And he could maybe move to center field when Bader leaves, if Bader leaves in free agency, unless you retain him. Or, you know, if you traded all your outfield prospects in a Reynolds deal, perhaps, you know, now you have your long-term solution in the outfield uh, with Reynolds. You've locked up Judge in right field for a very long time. So, you know, it's not like the Yankees are necessarily, uh, you know, it's not like the Yankees would have a, a massive multiple holes to fill in the outfield if they brought in Reynolds. It would just be one, which would be center field, which, again, Harrison Bader is currently there right now. They could always extend him. Um, or maybe they don't trade all their outfield prospects and they have one of Dominguez or Perez are ready to step up and take that uh, that jump. You know, when looking at a deal for for uh, Reynolds, I know there were reports saying they prefer starting pitching. Uh, there are some reports saying that they also prefer major league ready prospects. So, you know, 
it, it's definitely going to be tough to put it together a deal because the Yankees' current shortstop is Oswald Peraza. So any deals, including Oswald Peraza, means you're trading your opening day shortstop. So you have to have a contingency plan in place. Does Peraza stay? Does Peraza get moved? It, it, you know, or does Cabrera, you know, become the shortstop in that situation? Is IKF still around and he becomes the shortstop in that situation? It's it's something worth thinking about when we're talking about trade now, because it's not like last year where, you know, you trade Peraza. Sure. That's, that's that kind of stinks because, you know, he's one of your shortstop options down the road, but he's, you know, Volpe isn't too far behind. Now your, your current day shortstop is Peraza. So you talk about trading someone in your starting lineup, which is definitely different than uh, in years past, but if they want major league caliber players, and the Yankees really like Reynolds, you know, they're going to have to part ways. They're going to have to make some difficult decisions. As you mentioned, you know, you can't really even guarantee a World Series. Even if you get with Brian Reynolds, a World Series appearance is not guaranteed. We've seen some really, really talented teams be put together and still fail to get to the World Series. You saw Trey Turner and Max Scherzer go to a Dodger team that was absolutely loaded. And they not only didn't win their division, they didn't even get to the World Series. We saw 100 and, what 111 win Dodger team, the second most wins in National League history. They did not get to the World Series. We've seen Astro teams lose to NL East teams that were clearly worse than them the Nationals and the Braves. We've seen, you know, Yankee teams fall short in the postseason. On paper, they were relatively stacked. You know, things happen. Injuries happen. So, you know, you can't guarantee a, guarantee a World Series appearance, but you can give yourself some pretty good odds if you have Brian Reynolds in the middle of that lineup to go alongside the uh, great bats you already have there. Yeah, so I wanted this to be more of like kind of like an open discussion, just uh, relatively speaking about is it worth it? You know what I mean? Is it worth it to trade – um a monstrous haul, a monstrous amount of prospects for Reynolds. Now, you just laid out the groundwork as to why he would give the Yankees a better chance at a World Series. Now, the question is, are you willing to compromise your future? You know what I mean? As much as I love Brian Reynolds, as much as I'd love to see him playing left field, I personally am going to go against this one. I'm going to say I I think that I, I, I would love to add him. You know, he's an impact player instantly. He fills your left spot with an above average level player. He can do a lot of things for you well. Um, but I don't think that the Yankees can replicate what they have in the farm system the, with the guys they'd have to trade, the pieces they'd have to move. You are compromising your future. You know what I mean? The Yankees can win a World Series if they go and get Michael Conforto and you look at his upside. And we've talked about him. Is he the best option on the market? Probably not. You know, we would have loved to have Benintendi back. We'd have loved to have maybe even Michael Brantley. You still got Oswaldo Cabrera on the roster. God forbid Aaron Hicks is there uh, playing any substantial amount of snaps. But uh, I'll tell you what, right now I think that I would be against trading for Brian Reynolds because I think the prospect hall would just simply be too much. Um, you know, you're looking at J- Jason Dominguez. You're looking at, you know, you put together a package for me today, Everson Pereira. You're looking at Clark Schmidt. You're looking at Will Warren. You're looking at Trey Sweeney. And that probably doesn't even get it done. They're probably going to want either Volpe or Peraza. And the, the the rumors are that they want a top starting pitching or pitching uh, piece. And the Yankees don't have that anymore. We already gave away, gave away Wesneski. We already gave away Waldachuk. You know, we don't even have that top pitcher to give away anymore. So, you know, do you give away Frankie Montas with one year of control? I don't think that interests them. I think they want a player that has six years left of service time and is going to be a potential starter for them. They could probably flip down the road for even more assets. So right now I say the Yankees, because they don't have a starting pitcher that uh, is, you know, just coming out of of the minor league baseball or really just getting towards the MLB and and showcasing elite level numbers, I think that we're going to have to give up even more in terms of just position players to get the deal done. And because of that, I think I'm out, you know, just a little shark tank bag out of it. But, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, what, what do you, where do you sit right now? Do you think it's worthwhile? Or do you think you would just rather stay safe, play conservative, keep your pieces for the future, and make sure that we have some elite level pieces that we can utilize down the road, even if we flip them in the future? 
uh, for guys. I don't think this team is a Brian Reynolds uh, player away from a World Series. I think that they have the quality to do it now. I just think that they were injured last year, and we saw a lot of pieces go down late on the season. Yeah, I think you hit a lot of points that, you know, ultimately no one wants to hear this conversation in terms of like no one wants to hear the the uh, the very real point that the Yankees, like what is it going to take to trade for Brian Reynolds and is it worth it, right? Even let's say trading Anthony Volpe, like what is the what is the probability that Brian Reynolds is a, considering as a corner outfielder, what's the probability that he's better than a franchise, a potential franchise shortstop, right? The pretend the probability of that, like what what is it? You know what I mean? Is it high enough that you know? Is it high enough that he's that much better that you trade Volpe and then you trade a lot of other pieces as well? You know, is it are like you said? Is this team of Brian Reynolds away in comparison to a Michael Conforto? In comparison to whatever left field options out there for winning a World Series? I don't know. I, I think this team's ready to win a World Series right now. I think even if you throw out Oswaldo Cabrera to play left field, you know, that's not ideal. I would rather have him in the utility role, but this that team can still win a World Series and will still, you know, probably have this team's currently projected to win the most games in the American League. Like they have the highest pennant odds out of any team in the American League. And whether people like that or not, whether people are like, you know, whether they agree with that or not, that's 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 how it is right now. Like there, I I didn't make I don't make projections. I don't I didn't build fan graphs, I didn't build depth. Not involved in any of that. The guy who made it isn't Hal Steinbrenner. It isn't Brian Cashman, right? You know, these are there are there are legitimate, credible projection systems that would and and you know Vegas odds like the Yankees a lot. You know, there's very there are very few sites that think the Yankees don't have a very good chance to win the World Series or don't think the Yankees have a very good chance to win the American League relative to you know what is expected for World Series odds. Um, quite frankly, you know, it, I think Brian Cashman wouldn't do a deal if he had to give up pieces like Peraza and Volpe because again they're. They are, I think, going to impact this team. You know, I wrote about Austin Wells. You know, if you have to trade Austin Wells as a steal too, you know, people have to remember, that's a player who has a chance to do something for you this year, right? The the Pirates want major league ready guys. So you're not talking about guys that you don't think about over the next two years. We're talking about guys who, you know, we're in potentially plans to do something this year. And people can get upset and say, you know, well, the Yankees traded Kevin Waller, Chuck, and Alice for Montas. If they had Waller, Chuck, that would have been the guy they trade for Reynolds. Well, if the Yankees didn't trade for Frankie Montas and, you know, the, it came out the Yankees didn't trade him because of Ken Chuck, we'd all be pretty upset about that right now. You know what I mean? So um, ultimately, you know, this team is. This team is very good, and Brian Reynolds is someone that I want the Yankees to get. But obviously, the price tag matters. You know, I think Brian Reynolds is someone who could benefit from playing in Yankee Stadium, uh, can benefit from just getting into a, a ballpark that's more favorable in general. You know, playing with a better team. There, there are definitely things to like about Brian Reynolds' profile. It's a little bit, it's a little bit uh, concerning that his whiff rate, his whiff rate went up a lot, and his strikeout rate rate went up a lot between 2021 and 2022, and that his chase rate increased and his barrel rate dropped. Like he just wasn't as good of a hitter. Um, um, that that's definitely concerning, but even in a down year, he had a 125 WRC plus. So not really too concerned in that regard, just concerned in the sense that I don't know if he's a very good or a superstar level player. That that's, I think that's the question we're trying to answer here. Is he a very good player? Or is he a superstar player? Because a superstar player, you know, you look at Jason Dominguez and you say, okay, you trade Jason Dominguez for Brian Reynolds. That's good process. But if it's not a superstar player, right? Why are the Yankees suddenly going to change? You know, the Yankees weren't willing to deal Volpe for Luis Castillo. Why are the Yankees going to be willing to deal Volpe for uh, Brian Reynolds? You know, uh, whether people think Reynolds is better than Castillo or not, I mean, Castillo was a more valuable player on the market and the Yankees really wanted a starting pitcher and Castillo, uh, you know, even the Yankees still probably would have ended up signing Rodon. Imagine the Yankees with, you know, Cole, Rodon, Castillo and Cortez and Severino. I mean, good God, that that's not, I can't even think about that because that's so unfair. Um, but ultimately, as you mentioned, this, there's a lot of moving pieces here. There are a lot of important questions you have to ask yourself about what, how good this team will be, not just next year, but not, not, not just on opening day, but in the second half, right? 
your roster on opening day is not the roster you carry into the postseason, right? The Yankees didn't start Oswaldo Cabrera. He wasn't in their plans on opening day. He wasn't in there. Peraza wasn't either. You know, uh, the Yankees probably imagined that all things, you know, as things shaped themselves out, Josh Donaldson would, you know, stay in the top four of that lineup, but he didn't, right? Things happen. Joey Gallo was supposed to be a, the four hitter of this team, basically. He was hit 40 home runs with this team that didn't happen things things happen and don't happen so you know the Yankees need to have that depth in their farm that can bail them out in situations like that uh you know even Trevino right I, I think you know we we've talked about this you know you know uh, through text and stuff like that but you know Trevino's not a guy who's a career 90 WRC plus hitter you know Trevino could could run out like a 55 WRC plus next year who are you trading for at catcher Sean Murphy's gone who who, who becomes that option for you who's that guy Kyle Gashioka you know what I mean so I'm not saying that Austin Wells should stop you from trading for Brian Reynolds, but the Yankees have to ask themselves some pretty serious questions about how important those pieces are to this team going down in the future. How important are these pieces? How important is their farm depth to what they're going to be able to do in 2023? They're infusing a lot of youth to their team. They're relying on a lot of inexperienced guys to do a lot of things for them in 2023. Uh, is abandoning that, and, and what is the limit for this team? What, what At what point are you just trading too much? At what point are you just selling, you know, you're limiting your future, closing your window, you know, uh, you need cost-controlled talent judge as well. If Reynolds a free agent in two in, in three years, you know you have to extend him in three years. Cole's still on their contract. Stands on their contract. Judge is on their contract. You know what is that money going to look like? You know Brandon Nimmo got eight years, one hundred sixty-two million dollars, who I think is a better player than Reynolds, uh, but is going to was hitting the market. You know. It would have been three years prior at this point. You know, adjusting for inflation, all those things. Is Reynolds a two hundred million dollar player? We, these are questions you have to ask yourself. You know, I think a lot of people think it's sim as simple as just trade really good prospects for a, a player. It's not as simple as that. It's never as simple as that. Um, this team, as you mentioned, great depth, great farm, they, but they need to ask themselves which guys are going to be so vital to this team's success in 2023 and which guys can they expend? And is that expendable group enough to get Brian Reynolds? Because I don't know if it is, and I don't think it is at this point. Yeah, I would agree with you. And to touch on your point about Austin Wells, um, we all know that the league is going towards robo-umps, and we all know that defensive catchers are basically going to be phased out of the game. Um, we do know that, obviously, like picking off, like pickoffs, whatever, uh, will be important, but bigger bases, more stolen bases, they're trying to, they're making all the right steps the MLB at least to increase the scoring of the of games to make it more entertaining and make it shorter with pitch counts and whatnot. We're going to see a lot of changes coming over the next couple of years. Austin Wells is a, is the perfect player for the Yankees to be their future catcher because he's a lefty, you know, and he's got really, really good power. Um, you know, he's not in a defensive catcher by any means. Like framing doesn't matter anymore. Perspectively, when he ends up taking over the catcher position, that might be the case. Maybe they use him for one year and just work on it a little bit and, you know, just, just deal with it. He'll be a hopefully above the average uh, offensive catcher. Um, offensive catchers, by the way, are a luxury in baseball. Like you don't find a lot of very good offensive catchers. It's very difficult to find guys like that. If Austin Wells, who can play multiple positions, by the way, you mentioned like they can move him to the outfield. They can put him at first. You know, there's so many different things they could do with him down the line. But if he does end up a catcher and, and, and being that guy for the Yankees, um, and he's a very good offensive player, you know, that's a luxury. And that's something that a lot of teams are going to, are going to really want. I think that Austin Wells is probably on one of their do not sell lists. I, I don't, I don't think he's even in a conversation. I don't think they want to get rid of him. I don't think he, sh they should get rid of him. I think he's the future at that position or at least some position with that lefty bat. Um, and you, you wrote a phenomenal article detailing him and, and, you know, you broke down why he is such a good player. So moving forward, who is expendable? I don't, I can't really put my finger on any group of players where one of them is 
you know, that let's say three or four of their top prospects that are expendable. You know what I mean? I think Jocelyn Dominguez, I don't see him as expendable. I think Harrison Bader's probably gone next year after this, after this season. And you're looking at maybe um, having to go out and get yourself another outfielder or maybe left field, you know, Jason Dominguez takes over in two years, let's say. Um, you know, you look at Everson Pereira, maybe he gets called up next year to try and get, get some youth in the outfield. Who knows what they do there? Trey Sweeney, good infielder. Um, who knows what they do there? Maybe they end up trading him. Maybe they end up putting him at so, some infield position, but I, I don't, I don't think that will happen unless they trade either Peraza or Volpe. And they've, they've refused to trade Volpe for like five years now and skipped out on all the top free agents at shortstop. Why would they trade him now for Brian Reynolds? You know what I mean? Like, it makes no logical sense. We didn't go and get – if they signed a shortstop and they had that position plugged for the next 10 years, I'd be like, okay, it makes total sense. They didn't do that, though. So there's no way they're trading Volpe, and I, I don't think they're trading Peraza either. Um, it, it, at the very least, or very most, I think maybe they trade Peraza next year, um, if anything, and maybe they transition him over to second or or, a, or a third base. So we'll see what happens, guys. But always happy to hear opinions and perspectives below in the YouTube comments. Definitely an interesting scenario. I think Ryan and I are kind of the same boat that – uh, likelihood of this happening is probably low. Would he make them a better team? Absolutely. But given the compromising nature of a package, uh, the Yankees would have to put together personally, I'm kind of against it. I think that, you know, the team just needs to stay healthy um, and, and, and mortgaging your future on a single player can sometimes be a slippery slope, especially one that, like you said, whiff rate went way up, you know, offensively, he was good last year, but he wasn't, you know, it wasn't insane. Um, I don't think he was worth Jason Dominguez, Trey Sweeney, Clark Schmidt, Will Warren, and Everson Pereira uh, level good. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe Cashman pulls something out of the hat and finds a way to get him without giving up all of his top players. So definitely an interesting scenario, guys. But always happy to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. I'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.